up to go with the wall of her. Let's stick in the shinty bowl to break the brack, the crack, and all. Let's call it an Irish pub. Crackfish hey! hard, cooking in your pub. The Guinness put in a cabbage crack. The eye don't want to be paddy trap. We'll call it an Irish pub. Welcome to episode one of the Pubcast. My name is Brendan O'Neill, and I would normally be joined by Mike Cross and Michelle Riley, but in these first few episodes, we are re- revisiting our previous podcast, Boardwalk Breakdown. Basically, we're shutting down the Boardwalk Breakdown podcast and moving those 13 episodes over here so we can keep them alive and well in our archives. So, the Pubcast is our new podcast where we'll talk about all kinds of stuff and not be limited to only talking about Boardwalk Empire. And it will actually begin on episode 14. So just consider these first 13 episodes as bonus content. Slancha. Welcome to the Boardwalk Breakdown Podcast featuring Michelle Riley, Mike Cross, and me, Brendan O'Neill. If you have any comments or questions, you can contact us on Twitter at Boardwalk Break. Enjoy the show. All right. All right. Are we going? We are going. Episode three. Well, Jesus said. <laughs> this, this was an interesting episode for me because it wasn't quite as action-packed as the last one. No, it wasn't. But wasn't quite as expositional as the first one. Agreed. It was somewhere in the middle. It was. Which I think they're probably all going to be like that, or most of them will be, be like that. And since I miss podcast two. Yes, let's welcome Michael back. I'm back. Mike is back from a one-week hiatus. One-week exile. But <laughs> here's what I, what I was very anxious about last week that I was not able to express since I wasn't here is immediately i knew when i saw the episode that it would draw brendan in yeah yes right and we all knew that the sure. angst at the end of episode one that you were i know expressing would be, would be alleviated very quickly and they did not fail to episode two i was doing cartwheels i'm like yeah. yes why wasn't this episode one so, so yeah it's great which let's just be honest no one watched it during the original air except for me because the bears were on right you're right that's true that's true I was texting you guys, and you're like, Heathen. don't tell us anything. I know. Heathen. I know you were texting. I kind of had a... I knew what was going on. You are bouncing back. I was bouncing back. So, Anyways. sorry, derailed. That's okay. That's fine. What Jesus said. What uh, Jesus said. So, before we get into this, there's a couple points that I think I texted you about that I was wondering if we'd see this episode that I didn't think of the last time we did a podcast. One, will we see Dillinger? Oh. Awesome character. Bank robber, Chicago connections, all that stuff. He's around this time. I want to see Dillinger. Then I looked it up. He's in jail. During this time. He's in jail during almost this entire time. I see. He won't be out until like... 36 uh, or something. Or 32. Or two. I think he was killed in 33 at the Biograph or something right. like that. Here's the deal. I don't think we would have seen him if he wasn't. Well, you know, you don't know what the story would have I been. I suspect then. he could have he could have been cross a factor, but some of these guys. I think it would have been too much of a throw-in. Probably. So because he was such a big character at the time and sure. a fun guy to have in. Why not? You right? never know. Yeah. I mean, they have Kennedy for Christ's right. sake. Whatever. What well, what may have been. All right. Moving on. All right. Wow. Um, Mama Bear. Other thing I noticed. <laughs> Boo hoo. Boo hoo. Take it. <laughs> one thing we haven't touched Try somewhere on, else. and it's relevant to 
all these episodes, really, is that except for the first season, we see almost no cops. There's no police effort whatsoever in any of these shows. The first season we have it because Eli is a, the sheriff. Is the sheriff. The sheriff. Yeah. But he kind of, that whole thing. We see it in the Jep season because. Well, and there was also sort bit, of the FBI thing. There's FBI and there's, there's probies or pro-keys, whatever they call them. Uh, FBI guys on the prohibition. On the prohibition train, thing. right. But there's no, there's no like, the cops are either just bought off or just non-existent, maybe just to tell the story, but. Well, I think I think for it's the, kind of an interesting choice. I that, don't know. Organized crime isn't usually bothered by such. I things. guess, but they're so out in the open. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, yeah, it, obviously I they're taking some poetic crazy. license, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all the stuff around Atlantic, Atlantic City involves cops, but just on the periphery with Eli, yeah. and you do have the Jip season where there's a lot of police involvement in that episode yeah, in, in that true. season across I'll, the board. I'll give you that. But Chicago, we haven't really seen much. There's right. no doubt about that. New York, we haven't. We've seen a little heroin bust, but yeah. that was all kind of. Yeah. I'm not concerned about it's, that. Yeah. It's not I mean, a big deal. I just thought it was an interesting an observation. Thing we hadn't sure. talked about. Yeah, an observation. So back to episode three. We open with, I thought one of the more interesting scenes or combination of scenes, uh, maybe in the whole series, and that's the uh, the Chalky and Buck break into the house and the two hostage ladies and mm-hmm. that whole thing. I was surprised by that. I, th- I mean, I, I didn't think that's where it was headed. That, I, that was unusual. I, I thought they were for sure going to a safe house or some sort of right. safe haven that Buck knew about. I didn't know he was trying to rob somebody you knew from a previous life, right? right? So, well, that became apparent when he said, "Oh, I thought you said this; these people would be gone or something." There's people here. Once they were in the house, yeah, but I mean, up until that point, you knew they were going somewhere. I I didn't think that was the the end game. I liked how they show them just scarfing down the food too, because you think about like how hungry they were. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I really, I really appreciated that arc within this episode. Yeah, uh, it really. Oh yeah, definitely. it created a lot of tension, and it and it you did. knew something was going to happen, but you, I don't know about you guys, but I was not quite sure how that was going to play out. No, I was. I mean, I had a feeling confused. he was going to whack Buck eventually. <laughs> I thought. I thought well, I sort of thought that that was coming the whole time, yeah. but but it was like the whole lead up to it and the build because up. there was this whole like you know. Chalky was showing how he really wasn't, you know, he really wasn't, he was different from Buck. But then when he had the chance to sort of leverage that, he said, no, no, I'm exactly the same. Right. But he is a broke, broke broke-ass man. Broke-ass. He's broke in many ways. Yeah, I mean, he's done. He is just, I mean, it's so sad that his life, and he's so bitter, so bitter. But, but even, it's even also on the clear, downside, he's got nothing to lose. Yeah. Totally. Even at his lowest point, you can see how he is different from almost everybody. He sits back, he just listens yeah. and waits, and listens and waits, and he's looking for the right angle. He's not going to act on the impulsive. Yes, obvious he is very thing. reserved. Yeah. You're right. And well, he is very calculated. He is the the stoic impression of Mama always said. You know, you got two ears and one mouth. Use them in, in proportion. I say that. I coach my kids right every damn practice. And you really say that? I do. It's a great. It is a great thing, and you can really see how a guy like Chalky, through the throughout the entire series, has been able to survive and thrive. And sometimes, even when he's at his down points, he's able to see through the you know the quote unquote bullshit. Yeah. 
and really <laughs> map things out. So he's a thinker. He's a great thinker. Oh, and that's sure. what I love about this character. He's uh, yep. um, he might be he might be my favorite character from the entire yeah, series. Yeah, he, he so might far be he's mine, mine too. Yeah, unless something else happens that you know is unusual. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, going along with the episode, we see some of that. It's sort of setting up that whole much of that stuff we just talked about. We have a, a quick little flashback to young Nucky working for the Commodore. Mm-hmm. You know, that thread, I'm not a huge fan of it, <laughs> but I get it. They're, they're trying to establish the backstory and, and, and the reason for Nucky being who he is. Um, can, we a- can we ask a question about the young girl that he has the crush on? Who is that? Is it Jenny? No, no. She's way too young. You sure? In the TV show Boardwalk Empire... Clearly, Nucky is well older than Jillian. No. I don't know about that. I don't agree. No? No. I do not agree. I got more the impression that they were peers. I think historically they are. I, I, I don't know that, I'm not sure that Jillian's a historical character, but Nucky at this time was 40 or whatever. Um, I think it could In be this more show, more Steve like Buscemi 50. is clearly. 60 or whatever. Yeah, he's... Well, right? Yeah. No, he's not. He, no, 50, in the, 60, in sh- somewhere I'm in between saying, 50 and 60. Look at the guy. Eli's look. got a kid that's 18 years old, so he's probably 40. This is true. And... I don't know. I'm just saying... I don't. Look uh, at Steve Buscemi versus Jillian. Even though she had him at 13, yeah. who was 20 or something when he died, right? 25? All right, between 25 and 30. Maybe that's her. I thought that it was – I thought the the young Nucky and Jillian supposedly didn't jive with the two people I see on screen as adults. Well, I all right. We'll, well, time will tell. Right. Yeah, we'll, we'll But we'll I do think there. it's interesting because she obviously came from an – that girl's – that girl yeah. came from an affluent – Affluent background. <laughs> Let's go and get our she feet she was left. precocious. She was quite precocious. Yeah. Um, and she was – Charming. I think, to say that. and I think there's more to that storyline. So the idea that, that he out, could right? have this sort of like crush on her on some level, and at the same time right. be responsible for damaging her, could assuming that's her. I mean, that's a whole. I mean, that, that explains could a lot, explain a lot right? about Jimmy and yeah. everything else. So anyway, I will be interested to see yeah. how that plays out. Through. Right. I, right. I wondered if anyone had the same idea. Sounds like Mike. I did. I thought the same. I thing. did, but I dismissed it. Like, there's no way. I, I think it could. I, be I, I didn't. Off. I did, and I didn't dismiss it, but I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. So let's sure. let's see where right. it goes. Right. Interesting. Anyway, please carry now, on. Now carry on. Then we go. Smash cut to Nucky and Mickey. Oh God, Mickey! Mickey's a great. I want to kick him. A in great the face. cockroach of a character. He just, he just guys, survives. And you guys find a guy <laughs> cooled in on a windowsill? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I love that he used to have, like, a, a Slavic name. And he changed it to Doyle. Just Mickey Doyle, right? To make money, because right. that, that's where you made money. Yeah. Fantastic. And that's it was crazy how he just comes sauntering into that little work group where he go, where Nucky tells him to go get the get the workers. Which I think is hilarious. First of all, it's like you don't know what to do. Just make it happen. Right, like, yeah. I can't even right. believe that Nucky's got this numb skull around him that just can't make And that he's survived for so long. Too. Yeah, exactly. But anyway. Um, so he's conniving, though. You know, it, <coughs> in, in a way, oh, yeah. look, he, he's, a, he's like a cockroach is really mm-hmm. what he is. Mickey Doyle is 
you're a perfect example of a survivor who leeches off mm-hmm. of whatever he can, finds the right angle, stays out of enough trouble to make some money. He's but just smart get... enough to not get killed. Exactly. That's as far exactly. as he, his intelligence goes. Yeah, and that is pretty much it. He doesn't benefit out. out of it almost ever. He just sort of survives. Right, right. But when he chose to do nine men instead of eight... Because the guy just said, listen, I'm just hungry. Well, and I'll give you, but he said, I'll give you half of my pay. Yes, you're right. Right? You're so right. it was a twofold thing yeah. there. I thought that was very. But you could tell that he was a little. Yeah, I mean, I think he liked like, the kids. Oh, the guy's just hungry. Meanwhile, now, they're having freaking bourbon on ice. So I just drinking like soup or whatever. <laughs> I did cheat a little bit and looked up Mickey Doyle, the historical figure. Oh, my God. And if that kid is who I think he is, uh, he may become Mickey's own bodyguard. And then play a role in Mickey's future. Mm, interesting. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. Time will tell. Because they obviously were, were setting that kid up to be something. He was going to do something. Right. They obviously somewhere. did. But he, yes. Who knows how big that role is? So. Well, let's hope anyway, we're not going to expand. <clears throat> Nucky and Mickey at the club. Is, I was. I'm always confused. Is that club Babette's? Is that the big dance club, or is this a different sort of Nucky's sort of? Uh, Stripper club? Headquarters. Uh, I think we've moved on from stripper. the Babats. Right. Babats was blown up. Right. Right. Um, this is obviously a different. And I never catch the name of it or the, the front of they it. They haven't shown that. it. Yeah. Because I, okay. I was looking to. And I it's a new me. office for Nucky. It's a yeah. new, like, yeah. look. He's got the windows. He's got the girls downstairs. We saw it last season, but I was never sure. You know, that, that was the one that uh, Chalky was running for a while and, and all that stuff. Um, so. Sally Wheat calls and gives Nucky an update, and that was a, a quick little call there. I, I sort of even zoned out at that point. I wasn't. I know. Attention. We oh, know you're how zoning you feel out on Sally, but it was it was fine. Sweet, how they right? Yeah. Uh, and and song, a key yeah. piece of information that we found, well, we would have found it out anyway. Um, that senator that uh, Nucky was trying to woo uh, for the uh, repeal of prohibition is out of the picture. He's no longer involved. Right. Um, but I don't think that's the end of it. Of the story. Right. Now, Nucky said that Kennedy is the new big fish. Right. Ke- Kennedy's the guy he's after to try to try to benefit off of. And last week, Kennedy was introduced to us. And this week, boy. He had took I remember Brennan saying last week that he hopes that he's going to see Joe Kennedy just be a dick. Yeah. And boy, he was a dick. He delivered. He's good. He did. Um, he I actually find this actor very charming. And, Without question. And um, good. when you guys were saying that you thought that about Joe Kennedy and how he's always been portrayed, you know, I think this is probably the most positive this guy's ever been yeah. portrayed because he's always, you always oh, yeah. see him as an older man who's mm-hmm. just bitter and, and, and horrible. And he seemed to me to be very um, Corleone. <laughs> and yeah. he seemed to be doing it for the family. You know, I mean, he definitely has his priorities. Yeah. Um, I mean, talk about a guy who's driven. I, so I particularly enjoyed that exchange where he didn't, he showed them that he doesn't drink in public. Right. Um, I think he drinks in private. Let, yeah, course. let's not jump ahead on that one. But, okay. Um, so that, yeah, Kennedy's a whole, Kennedy could be a, a really big part of this whole season. I mean, he's. He's I'm major, sure he will be. Right? I have no doubt. Yeah. And he's a fun character. Um, I know how you are about going in chronological order. So. Only because I have a note for each little scene, so I want to just... I don't want to backtrack too Let's much. Let's touch. So. <laughs> um, Not figuratively. Not literally figuratively. We jumped to Margaret. This is a, a, a 
this is a symptom of me taking notes in real time during the episode. So yeah. that, that's See, a problem. That's a that. problem. I know. Margaret. Margaret. A redstone. Uh, first of all, did I call it or you called what? It. I called it. She was yeah, yeah, making yeah. money yeah. on that account the entire time. Yeah. Go back to, to uh, scene yep. episode one. I said that's what she was doing. And the bitch got caught. <laughs> so, Abe Redstone. Rectified that situation. She's being interviewed by the lawyers or the brokerage officials, whoever that she's being talked to about. Or, or about SEC, it. probably. SEC is better. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. Okay. Uh, so, she, someone, quote unquote, someone has drawn $111,000 from Rothstein's account after, you know, during the she three years greedy. he's been dead. A hundred and eleven thousand. Well, I know, and that's the thing. She she could have gotten off with this whole thing scot free if she would have been a little smarter about closing yeah. up the tight loosening loose ends. Or, Maybe she thought it was never going to end. I mean, I th- he'd been dead for how many years? But or I mean, that's true. That's true. I guess why it would, would it why, why would it be would a problem? Change, right? yeah. Once that guy killed himself. Pack up and get out of there with get your hundred grand. Up, right? I mean, what is what is she waiting around for? I don't well, know why even be interviewed. I think she was trying to. I mean, that's why the, what they showed us in, in the last episode was her trying to go into the file and getting kind of pinched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. come on. She could have bailed yeah. if she wanted to. Um, and I thought it was an interesting callback to uh, Margaret uh, talking about cutting a deal for the five year of the rent free uh, apartment right, um, right. from. Uh, my, quite redstone. Quite possibly, my favorite scene of the uh, the episode was uh, the widow Rothstein. Yes, she uh, was Margaret. Interesting and coming clean. And a great actress, Shada Lynn, who uh, who's been around the block a few times. And it was just a very well played. Sh- Shada Lynn. Shay. Shay. Shay Lynn. Was she the? Was she in? Um, <laughs> uh, Vegas vacation. Yes. She was in one of the vacations. Yes, right. she was. Right? Yes. Okay, I knew I saw her face somewhere. Good. So she <laughs> does a good turn as the widow Rothstein. Carolyn Rothstein, right. Who is not someone to be fucked with. Clearly. In any sense of the word, right? And she is going to get hers and she's going to get that money. You know what? I mean, she came off as Rothstein Jr. I mean, she was like, <laughs> she had. Totally. She knew what was going on. She knew how to play every angle. She knew what you were going to do and then how she would counter it. I mean, it yeah. was pretty... I was, that was very good. impressed. That was very good. Um, all right. So I'm going to go off my notes and just go with the flow now at this point. Really? Um, Please. I don't believe it. I, I'm going to try at least. I insist. Um, <laughs> so Carolyn wants the money in Rothstein's account and is willing to sue Margaret, who has... Nothing. Nothing, basically. Um, uh, I don't know. She has nothing. She spent the hundred eleven grand on what? She, I don't know. She may she have. Okay, have she has, she has a certain amount of money. Obviously, not enough to pay back. Set herself back. up, yeah, you know, right. well, or to set herself um, up. Where are those kids? But then, but then she says, "All right, if I'm not going to sue you, then I'm going to sue your husband, Nucky." And then there's the money trail. I mean, right. that's that's what this is all about. And I thought that was interesting that. She knew everything. Yeah. She knew about Nucky and that knew that they were still married and knew where she was living and, and all don't that. Don't underestimate the wife, honey. No, they it's great. I, I mean, do you imagine that a guy like Rothstein would marry someone who was a total? Dense? Yeah, exactly. 
I'm amazed don't... he's married at all. To be I'm, I am no, surprised he's married surprising. at all. But yeah. it was it was also a product of the times. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. a Rothstein in 2010 is probably not married. A Rothstein in 1925 is right. right. right? So <coughs> I also think, as we've discussed many times in this time period, women were far more savvy than they are today. Well, they were so savvy. Women, they, their circumstances were so constrained, and marriage was an economic vehicle as much yeah, as anything yeah, yeah. else. Okay, that um, they knew that they really didn't have any other options, and so they had to figure out how to sort of work through the one that they had. Sure. Yeah. So I think maybe not in this. You know, I don't want to speak broadly for all women, but there are a number of women <laughs> who are happy to leave those details to their husband today. Right. And that probably didn't happen as much as you think it would happen back then. Especially if you had a husband who wasn't on the straight. Alright. On to bigger and better. I just like to do the alright part. Uh, okay, back to Chalky and Buck. So back in in the the house, um, now they have the two hostages. Uh Buck is proving himself, as we all knew, to be super unstable and in, insane. And Michael, this was your this was your creep of the week, I'm guessing. Creep of the week, right? Totally. Yeah. Uh, well, it was it was actually not totally. It was a toss up between Buck and Joe Kennedy. Damn it! So Kennedy was my creep of the week. Uh, mm, not mine. Yeah. I would go with Buck. I mean, Kennedy was listen, on fire. Different kind. But... Listen, Buck is straight. Buck. Crazy. Buck wild. He's buck, buck wild, right? Buck you can see coming a mile away. Right. Joe Kennedy you do not, right. which makes yeah. him a bigger creep. And as the history books tell us, and we have a lot of, uh, from 1931 until 2014, we have tons of data on Joe Kennedy, and we know he was a, he was a yes. scumbag, right? I, mean, he I was, don't know if scumbag's the right word. He was definitely a... He was a fucking rum runner? He was what a rum runner. What happened to his daughter? Didn't Don't they cut half start her that. Brain out? Cut her brain out. Right. I mean, listen. Irish turncoats. Oh, oh God. I hate the fact that I'm Irish and I have to defend the Kennedys for that. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like the curse. <laughs> and you don't have to. Add, it's I like, know you're joking. All right. So. You don't have to. Yes. They're from Boston. I actually, what I was saying about Kennedy earlier was, I do think that it was... I think this shows him in a better light than he's ever been portrayed. Yeah. He's still a jerk. You can't you can't take the jerk out of it. But he's he's usually seen as being totally ruthless and just um, he seems much more human. In All right, portrayal. but but is he not singular in focus? Yes, I mean absolutely. That's who he was, and his whole the thing. You know what my favorite scene in this was? But was, you do get a sense that he is on a mission. Of course, to, he's on a mission to. But the, the the complete and utter <clears throat> shamelessness of him shaming Nucky about not having pictures around and not doing this. That, okay, that. Joe Kennedy was a guy who did not give a shit about his family. Oh, I don't know about that. He gave a shit about his family, but not in the respect that we give a shit about our families. We want our kids to be happy and do well. He only wanted success for the Kennedy right. name. He didn't give a shit about his kids. I don't know about that. Oh, I don't I know. Don't Can know. I get some backing on this? I I tend to I think know. that way. I thought he was more about almost like empirical success and numbers. Like lineage. He wanted right. to have uh, eight people succeed him because that was more Kennedy's to... 
be involved in politics and this and that, whatever. He wanted to be, he wanted to build his brand. I think. He, yeah. So he looked at it. I think it. people had a lot of kids in those days because they were Catholic. Of course they did. Of oh, course he wasn't they did. Only one no of question. He could afford them. But so, he looked at his kids as commodities. He did not look at them as I don't know. his children. I think that and that he comes out have, later in how he treats He Jack. may have had totally. a war. And how he, tr- and not even more so, uh, who was the one who died in World War II? Joe. Uh, J- Joe. Joe Jr., uh, who was really the one who he wanted right, to be right, right. the man, right? right. And Jack had to take that mantle because Joe was killed in. But Joe I don't think that he wanted success for his kids so that he could <coughs> preserve his lineage. Although maybe that's. Part oh, of I it. do. I do think that he wanted success for his kids, and he was somewhat skewed about what that would mean. I disagree. I think that they'd he, be happy if they were this. That they'd I be think secure if they were that. Joe Kennedy, if you were to put, if you were to dig his ass up on Nantucket or wherever he's buried right now, <laughs> he would be thrilled at the fact that the Kennedys are talked about in the light that they're talked about now. Not that they're talked about in a positive light or a negative light, just that they're being talked about. And they always will be, right? I I think that was more of his mantra. Maybe maybe I'm sympathetic to him as previous owner of the merchandise one. (laughs) Let's come back to this. That scene basically ends the episodes. I want to come back to that. Yes. Because that's when when I will do my now clearly classic... uh, Unusual, random comparisons of okay. Boardwalk Empire to something else. Looking forward. Please so I've got it. I've got one that ties into that last scene. So we'll hit Kennedy again. Definitely looking forward to that. So uh, Chucky and Buck uh, with the uh, hostages. Chuck and Buck. Chuck and Buck. Oh, that's Chuck and Buck. That's a, Chalky. I think I saw them play in New Orleans in 1983. <laughs> Chucky and Buck. Um, so all right, Buck is nuts. Uh, Chucky's biting his time, just waiting. Fantastic. Um, the part I wasn't clear on early on is Buck keeps saying and thinking he's been there before. Has he, or are they in the wrong house? No, they're in... Because he's got that huge... They're not going to... Right, right, right. I think they were in the I right think he house. was I in that I think they house. were, too. I but... think he was in that house. I think they jockeyed some things around the house. Like, they used to have the safe in the basement, right. then they moved it upstairs, and they did this, and they did that, it was and the father's obviously to... not there anymore, yeah. and he's not a part of the life. Yeah. I love this whole arc because it's – you can feel that tension just rising yeah. and rising and rising, right? It's like your your blood pressure goes up the entire time and, you're watching it. And what amazed me is that the times were obviously so desperate, right, that the implication was that he's gone, whether he's gone, gone, or right. almost a mercy leaving, right. you know, right. um, because they were obviously destitute. Yeah. It is amazing to me that that is truly all they had in the world, and they were willing to take that shit as long as they took it before they gave up the fact. Oh yeah, you, I'll, right. I'll open the safe, yeah. and then she goes through all that shit so that he can get some Liberty bonds. I know. Like, why did she do that? Well, I mean, the Liberty bonds they might must have been, been worth, really desperate, worth a lot of money. Must have been, and, you know, and. It was that might have been all they had. It was. It was the depression. It was the depression. So there was no end in sight, right? So this scene made me think of two people and two things. There are two people in this whole series who, at the same time, are the most often underestimated, and the people who should most, who, who should never ever be underestimated, and it's Chalky and Nucky. Totally. Everyone always thinks that they're not paying attention. They're not doing this. They're not doing mm-hmm. that. They're always trying to undercut them. 
and they're always three steps ahead, five steps ahead. They always know what's going on, and they always come up and they they, they get their they get their just due. Well, do you notice in if you notice in the in the entire series when you introduce a character or int- you introduce a new person into a given scene, and Chalky or Nucky are involved, who's always doing the talking? It's not them, right? Right. It's always about ears open. how they're using the right. two ears, one mouth theory, right? <laughs> yeah. And they're constantly assessing what's going on. So, I think uh, the beauty of that whole scene at the at the home with the wife and the mother, or the mother and the daughter, mm-hmm. is it really shows the true character of Chalky in that yeah. he knows yeah. the whole time that he is going to take Buck out. Yeah. It's just a matter of when, and it's a matter of how, and it's a matter of... Opportunity. Yeah, opportunity. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, right? And But it builds so well, and you can see Chalky, you can see the wheels spinning right. you while he's not the, talking. He's that, not going to allow this to go south. Right. He does not want this to turn he's into a bloodbath. A lot of that's right. the actor, uh, Michael K. Williams. I mean, he does an amazing job. And let's tweet that. Michael <laughs> we, K. Williams. We will. He, he's our... He's, so far, one of our Twitter friends. Um, anyway, uh, okay, now we come to one of the more interesting meetings, and that's Narcisse. Narcisse finally makes an oh, appearance. Oh, my buddy. Mike's. This actually crystallized some you know. things for me about why Narcisse is still around and why he wasn't eliminated, as Michael suggested originally. Because I was on Michael's team there, so yeah. that doesn't seem like it would have been that hard to get him out. But I appreciated the scene because Lucky and Bugsy walked in like they were going to go yeah. siphon something off from him. And he basically said no. And you know what? He's right. What are they going to do? Run yeah. Harlem? Right. I mean, the segregation alone is going to prevent them from having anything to do with it or being able to gain any control over it unless they have Narcisse. And Narcisse has enough gumption to just say that's true no not gonna happen they can't do what they want without him they can't he's their only way to do it and it's interesting to me that he's basically taken the nucky playbook or whatever gangster playbook you want to say and set up a parallel universe for himself in harlem where he knows none of them are going to be and none of them are going to be able to handle it and he says let me go figure this out i actually find him as we said many times, ten times more disgusting than any of the other guys because he was so, I don't know what the word is, he's preying so much on the oh, yeah. degradation and the addiction of the yeah. people that he is lording over where, you know, it it seems more of a victim but of he's for the Nucky when he's talking about booze. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he's for the uplifting of the Libyan man. Michael? Libyan. <laughs> The Libyans. <laughs> Thank you. You knew that was coming. I was, yeah, I was your cute. The Libyans. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, can all we right. get into that to, scene? To boil that down, uh, Narcisse. To boil that down. Previously had a deal with Mazaria uh, to sell heroin. Lucky and Bugsy obviously killed uh, Nar- uh, Mazaria. Um, and say Ma- Maranzano wants the same deal. Maranzano. Maranzano says. Uh, so he, he wants the right the, – the, he wants the, the deal to continue. Uh, Narcisse turns them down saying basically, you're in Harlem. Yeah. Get out of here. What, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Take yeah. it? So, well, they're going to take them. Right. 
I mean, they're going to do everything they can to make his life miserable. I don't know that. They're going to put pressure on him, but he's already lost a lot. I don't know what they can... Well, in order to just tie up the story here, they did put pressure. When when Narcisse told him to pack the bags and thanks but no thanks, they did end up going to one of his houses of ill repute and shooting it up, everybody inside of it. So... There was a clear message sent that uh, we gave you an opportunity to play nice, and he didn't. Two of the games so shot up going down. But I still feel like Narcisse, having absolutely no soul whatsoever, um, is going to be like, eh. Yeah, I don't think that, that I don't see that, that being a deterrent for him. Yeah. And what are they going to do, shoot everything? Right, it doesn't they matter. will. He's got people that are so desperate, they'll... Right. I mean, I don't, I don't see it being a real series. Right. But they're, di- they're desperate, too. So, I, I mean, I really do see them... Forcing this and turning it into World War Three. I mean, I, that's kind of my position on it. Is is the whole Charlie Luciano and Benny Siegel versus Doctor Narcisse in in Harlem is going to be an interesting point through the next I four or five so, series, yes. episodes? Right? It's going to become this struggle, this power struggle. And I, who's really I, in I, charge? I'm yeah. on Narcisse. I mean, I would bet on Narcisse. Too. I won't. I would. <laughs> Always bet on the Dagos. Oh, God. Now we're going to get boycotted. <laughs> ah, I didn't fantastic. mean that for my Italian friends out there. Yeah, they would say the same thing, I think. Too. They would. They bet, would bet totally. on, of course they would. Bet on themselves. They always bet on themselves. All right. Uh, okay, so now just chronologically, I want to hit this meeting between Nucky and Kennedy, the uh, yes. the lunch. Finally. Like, I, assuming it, it's a lunch. It can be revealed. Um, it's hit the right no, side no, 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 on no. Brendan's notepad. This is not the, the final scene. This is, no, no, this is, this the, is, the, this is the lunch. The, the initial right? lunch when we get seltzer water. Because I think... <laughs> and milk. Seltzer water, right? <laughs> so Nucky's willing to change himself just, just because yes. his pseudo-hero, this guy he wants to be his mentor, obviously... Right. Um, doesn't drink in public because he doesn't want the bad reputation of a drunken Irishman. He said it's bad enough that he's trying to do business as an Irish Catholic. Right. Which you can't underestimate that part of it, too. Well, right. at that point in time. Right. At this that was point seriously in time, it was bad enough concern. to be Irish, right. but to be Catholic on top of it was even worse. So they're talking about family and stuff a little bit. You know, yeah. you have kids, you have a wife, whatever. Oh. And Not Joe Kennedy says... He's got eight kids, you know, nine on the way or whatever. Uh, and Nucky's like, whoa, what's all that, that all about? And Kennedy says safety in numbers. Safety in numbers. To back up your point of sort of, he wants this He wants this lineage. group around him. He wants this lineage. All these Kennedys and then, you know, divide and conquer. Right. Maybe. I that That is wholeheartedly the way I felt about how Joe Kennedy planned his life. And make no mistake that everything that Joe Kennedy did... What had a purpose? Catholics of that generation did not plan any okay. of their children. Listen, <laughs> right. most Catholics, ninety nine percent of Catholics did, right? <laughs> it's why my my yes. mom is the oldest of eight. Yes, that right? is true. But the fact of the matter is, is that he didn't just do it because that's the way people did it. He did it with a purpose. There was a reason behind it. Maybe my grandmother was the youngest of twelve. There you go. Yeah, my dad's the oldest. Shanty of seven. fucking Irish. <laughs> damn it. It always comes back to that. It does. Uh, uh, kind of lace curtain bullshit. You're oh, yeah, here we go. We, I'm about to show you. We do find out one thing. We find out that Nucky sent Eli to Chicago. 
in in the last episode, we weren't sure what was up with Eli. We knew Eli was in Chicago, but we didn't know. But if we he didn't had know why. Just we didn't gone know by if himself. He was on the lamb, or if he was right. But now we know he was sent. Yeah, right. So that's could play a role. Oh, um, could it definitely I mean, will. Eli will play a role, whether it matters that he's been sent sent or not. I, I hated Eli so much in the. First and second season, and I have now come to totally just love that character. So. Well, because he's a repressed alcoholic. With well, no, know, he just he's got. There's a lot more to him than just being. Angry he's not as base as as he originally came off, right? right? And we're starting to see that. And this goes back to the flashbacks, which Brendan hates. But the reality is, is the flashbacks are showing us how Eli became Eli, right? Sure. Now. I don't wouldn't get all warm and fuzzy about him just yet. Oh, he, I'm not warm and fuzzy. He I'm was part of a more depth to his character. He was part of a little cartel that tried to kill his own brother. Own brother, exactly. Right. So it's really, he's not like he's like no, oh, he's shucks, not, yeah. he's this tough guy, and I gotta go to Chicago. Darn it, he's the you know. Yeah, I'm just saying there's a little more bad. interesting story than yeah. one, than a one trick pony than yep. it kind of was in the earlier seasons. Uh, quickly. Uh, Kennedy is, talks about gambling and rigging the game. That's that's how he made his his money. Yeah. Um, and then one thing I wrote down, which is obvious, but I thought it was funny because I wrote it in the dark watching this episode, <laughs> uh, is that like we talked about last time, Nucky wants to be Joe Kennedy. For real. He has an all-out man crush yes, on Joe Kennedy. Sure Without does. question. Absolutely. Without question. Absolutely. Um, the Nucky Thompsons of the day. Would certainly not not have a drink based on someone right. else not having right. a drink. I don't show well, unless the they had yeah unless they had Side, a serious man crush right yeah yeah I. Uh, it, it, it's it's Nucky's whole thing is that he's always in between worlds. He's always half this and half that. Right. And he's always he can never pick a lane. But he's um, this whole season with the flashbacks has all been about yep. Nucky's mortality, yep. his legacy. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Nucky died at the end of this because it is kind of looking at the final chapter of his life and what he's going to leave behind. Well, it really depends on does when. He have depends kids how far. Or does he not have kids? How far going to be able to set this up down the road? Trying to go legit. This idea of redemption. This all feels very deathbed to me. All of it is dependent on how far the series takes it, right? Like how far they say, "All right, we're going to go to 1930x," right? Because there are historical facts that are but this wrapped is not, around this. This is not right. Enoch uh, Johnson. This right. is Nucky Thompson. I know, so but it doesn't have to but be. But they're really, have they not followed the pattern the whole time? Well, of course. I mean, they've followed the pattern to the point that Rothstein, we know, is now dead. But Rothstein's a real character. Nucky is not a real character. Nucky is not a real, a real character, character, but he's based on a real character. Depends how strictly they stick to history dates. And how far this last episode goes? Do they go to 1934, 36? I think whatever. they will be pretty yeah. true to the history. I think they will be succinct. I think we might find out in the rolling credits at the end of the last episode <laughs> that hey, in 1936, Nucky Thompson perished based on this and that. Uh, I don't necessarily know that we're going to see a lot of that finality. I feel like there will right. be this. There will be there will be some conclusion. There will be a conclusion. I just don't know that it's going to be as dramatic as maybe we're expecting it to be. We're not going to have season three. What was the shootout at the end of the season? Right. right. We're not getting that Al Capone. Get me something to eat, and we're going to kill some people. 
we're not getting that at the end of this. I think, I think you're get getting something, something like that. We're going to get it, but in not at the, the end. second to last episode. Right. We're going to get that before the end. The and end it'll be is, chalky. The end it'll is going to wrap. The end is going to wrap everything up in a nice little bow for us. Yeah, because we know Lucky be lives longer. Anyway, the the, the thing about Kennedy right. moving forward right. is, which we should have said a while back, when when it, he had the first meeting with the lunch, and then later on when they were up at the mm-hmm. club, that's where we are, and. Um, he really sort of puts it to him that, you know, this is not a foregone conclusion that he is going to, into business with Nucky. Right. Nucky is chomping at the bit to get this deal done. And he turns on him. He basically says, what are you doing this for? Yeah. You don't have any pictures of your kids. You don't even know how old they are. You're telling me you have a nephew, but I don't know anything about this guy. Well, and what are you doing all this? Why, why, make why all are this you money? doing this? Right, right before that part, he, he says he's basically – Talk, uh, Kennedy talking to his competitor, saying, "Damn, you beat me to that Bacardi deal. I should have been down there uh-huh. before." Like, they're in competition, mm-hmm. and he's just saying, "You got me that time." I think he's reluctant to almost go in bed with his competition. He wants to beat him, not join him. Yeah, you know, that I could very well be Kennedy. Yeah. Um, and then uh, um, at some point, uh, they're talking about I forget who it is. Uh, uh, the Bacardi guys or uh, whoever it is. And Nucky says, oh, yeah, those guys are gangsters. Yeah, like, I'm not. Talking oh, about right, right. Uh, Nucky's yeah. connections, basically. Right. Yeah, I- I'm not part of them. Those guys are gangsters. And then Kennedy says, what are you? Saying, obviously, you're one of them. What, what are you? And Nucky says, I'm an advocate for repeal. Just trying to say, again, he- he's... He's trying to come across as a Kennedy-like figure. Like, he's for the up and up. He wants this to be above board. Right, he, he's desperate to try to make this legitimate. Even and though Kennedy his comes back as bulk of his career is based on right. the illegal. But here's the here's But the it beauty. shows his desire to go straight. His straight. desire right. Is, right. is to be a legitimate businessman, right. not to be right. this gangster-type character, right? right? So he's fighting internally, yeah. right? He's fighting in his own brain. How do I overcome the fact that I've been this and now I want to be something different? And how do I show everyone that I can be? Right. Yep. And right. it's and a very difficult thing for him to do. And it's going to be, it's continue, going to continue to be. It's not going to be something he's going to easily overcome. Right. I think there is something more to that Kennedy story. I think there's more to it that we will see. Right. Well, and, and, and right after that, Nucky, 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 holy cow, Nucky. Kennedy points out um, Nucky's law-breaking. Like, you were right, a bootlegger. I've never broken the law in my life. And he goes, I've never broken one in my life. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm Which I thought was Without precious. reproach, yeah. yeah. He doesn't right. see what he's done as right. breaking the law. He's, he's basically saying, well, I'm not a gangster. Right, right. Even though he did it in the stock market and wherever else. And bootlegging. Right. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, but even worse, all the rigging that he did with the insider trading. Totally. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't think that was illegal back then. But no, but it was still, it was fixed. unethical. Yeah. Right. If so, he claimed to be the Irish Catholic he was, he would have never done it. Coming back to Kennedy's, uh, Mike's assertion, and I think mine, uh, that Kennedy wants to leave a legacy. He wants to have... X number of kids that are super successful and build this sort of... That's the brand. Today we call it Camelot, I mean, or a brand. Then he's wanted the Kennedy name to be out there as, you know, the gold standard. Totally. And so, guess what? 
he was successful in that. So as part of that... He was successful. Let's along those look. lines, he, he, he asked Nucky, tell me what you really want. Enough yeah. of this bullshit. Right. What do you really Give me want? what you really want. Nucky says to leave something behind. Nucky says that to Kennedy. And that's actually what Kennedy would have said to Nucky had he been truthful. I thought yeah. they're, they're so alike, but they're so different. And Kennedy walked away on that. Right. Which was, which was interesting to me because that was the answer that Nucky should have given yep. and did give. Yep. And Kennedy still didn't quite buy it because yeah, but in I his self-righteous state. Him, it was sort of like, okay, we're done here? Or was it like, okay, that's what I need to hear? I still don't no, know which one it was. Yeah, it's, it, and that's a tough call. It's, it's really, you know, the, the, whole, <laughs> the whole Kennedy thing. Look. We all know what those people are about. All right. You are <laughs> awfully like, judgmental. I do like the idea of the Kennedys being those people, though. Yeah, they are those, those people. Well, they are those people. Good God. My They're God. the self-righteous pricks. You know they are. They always have been. I mean, look, they've been glorified for 100 years, without question. They've also made some serious contributions. Really? Like what? Oh, my God, Michael. Like their lives. Serious? How about their lives? presidency my point exactly <laughs> i mean exactly they were they're All look, right. they're not good people they're they're <laughs> what they are right i mean they're in they're they are an historical family in the history of our government in the history of our zeitgeist totally i mean they're like they are the quintessential 1900 to 2000 kind of they defined that entire century from the beginning to the end with Joe Kennedy and his bootlegging to, what's his they name? They defined flying, a segment of it. Flying upside yeah. down into, you know, <laughs> into Cape Cod, right? Right. Uh, okay. But. Really? We're debating the, the merits of the Kennedy family okay. legacy? Well, look. No. But, I mean, I'm not debating it. I'm just saying that what about they Mary are Sh- what they are. <laughs> They, Maria, she's on the Today Show. You're right. I think I what, about that. I think what Mike is trying to say is what I would say about Derek Jeter. Oh, for the love of God! Oh, for Christ's sake! He's not as on a pedestal as everyone would have. He's good. He's great. He's done some good things. He's not this almighty deity that yes, the people of the time would the, want him to be. The, the the shine is off with that. the Kennedys. Both Nobody thinks the Kennedys time? were yeah. perfect. There is no longer a um, eight by ten glossy of JFK on every single Irish wall Catholic next wall. to yeah. the picture of Jesus and the crucifix with some palms. It's only because it. it's not nineteen sixty five. Exactly, but no, I mean, it's not only because believe... it's nineteen sixty five. It's because people finally figured out what they were really about. It's because I mean, we're 40 years away from right? I mean, and we're getting distance from it, and there's there's more to it. We know more now than we did then. Had, Little, jo- had John Boy not died in that plane crash, it'd be the same thing all over again with him. Totally. Totally. Maybe. He was on, I think he was fast-tracking. Anyway, all right. But, uh, Let's get off this sidetrack and get back to the most important part of this podcast. Is me making a, a, a wild, unusual comparison Wait, between that, between no I've been waiting. So <laughs> to me, this is the Kennedy episode. Indeed. This is all about Kennedy Indeed. and Nucky. And when I saw this, I kept thinking, this is the little guy who's looking up to this big guy and just he's idolizing this guy. He wants to be him. 
he gives him a gift in this Bacardi deal. He wants something back, some affirmation for some gift back to say, okay, we're on the same team. You're my guy. I'm your guy. Let's go. And he doesn't get it. He gets stomped on. So my comparison <laughs> is... What? Mike, you'll appreciate this. <clears throat> uh, John... Joe... Sorry, John. Joe Kennedy is Mean Joe Green in that <laughs> 1970s commercial. commercial. The Coke? With the Coke commercial. Nucky's the little kid. Nucky gives him the Coke. <laughs> the Coke is the Bacardi deal. Oh like, my oh, God. big man, will you please take this? You're my hero. And instead of him giving, instead of Mean Joe Green giving the kid the shirt and walking the away, jersey and, you right, know, right. he smashes the, the Coke on the ground and, and tells the kid to go to hell and walks off. I absolutely loathe and love this at the <laughs> same time. <laughs> This one was a stretch for me, but uh, um, that's what I'm going Brendan. with. You know, I kind of like it. You think though. that was a stretch? I would say that was a stretch of all stretches. Come on. It's it's well, it's well, it's art imitating life, right? I mean, this guy looked up to this guy so much and wanted to be him. He wanted to be in business with him, and the guy dashed his hopes all over his office. Yes. So that was my comparison. That's okay. the closest okay. I can get. I couldn't find a... Look, a, that was the closest comparison we could come a to. More I like it. relevant <laughs> like pop it. culture... <laughs> Uh, comparison to that's like Hey, Mean Joe. So, exactly. <laughs> For those of you Thanks, under kid. 40, <laughs> YouTube it. Search Mean Joe Green Coke commercial. Yes, you'll, you'll, you'll find it. It's fantastic. Yes. It and is actually quite the artwork. Yeah, me being a Steelers fan, too. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I was all over that. Uh, so, all right. You never lived in Pennsylvania, did you? No, I lived in Oklahoma, and we could get two games every week. Either it was Steelers or Cowboys. The two biggest teams in the 70s. That's all you could get. Now, I was not a Cowboys fan, so That's I was a Steelers sad. fan. That's really sad. So, sad story. <laughs> quality kills. Uh, quality kills. Let's vote for quality kills. What's your quality kill My quality of the day? kill of the week is obviously, obviously, chalky. Yeah. yeah. Taking Buck Has down with a claw hammer. Has yeah. Twice. Yeah, I, I'm, I, without question, I agree. Without quality question. kill of the week. You, you nailed that one, Michael. And uh, the venom in which with in which with he does it, in with which he does it. Say a few is, more. Uh, yeah. uh, yeah. Too many W words. It's you can see the anger yeah. in Chalky's face when he does it. The dis- he's almost not- like, why did you make me do this? Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. Right. It's it's just a he sure- wanted to leave. He wanted to move on forever. Like, I tried Trude. to make this work. I talked about you the, made this happen. You know, the truant officer. I, I I tried to think of a thousand ways to get us the hell out of here. Yeah. And you wouldn't accept that. And you wouldn't accept. That. So the sheer, ang- but it's not like it's calculated <laughs> on Chalky's part. Part. No. It's like. I have to do this to end this. Yeah. So there's actually it's well, it cathartic. Is it's very but I mean, it well, is... no, but it's very cathartic in a way. It's like I don't necessarily want to do this, but I have no choice because otherwise this is never going to end. Right. It's the and only the viewer way has been ends. made yeah. to feel so uncomfortable during this entire right. exchange that they're now grateful for the fact that he's eliminated. Exactly. This person. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So I would agree with you. On definitely that. quality 100%. kill of the week. Creep of the week. I'm going with Kennedy only because Buck is too obvious. He's well, too, Buck is the creep. He's of the too week. straightforward. No, nah, Buck is Buck is not the creep of the week. He Buck was is creepy. Buck is exactly what you expect Buck to be. The creep of the week is either Kennedy yeah. 
or Narcisse. And Narcisse, just because yeah. he's a fucking dirtbag. I might even say the little girl that we proposed to be Jillian. She seems a little creepy to me. Oh, really? Hmm. Not yet. And I think it's too early to be called. Too early to tell. He, she said, Not oh, creep of the week. Maybe creep of the series. Creep of the week. Right. Creep of the season. Then... Oh, no, not the season. Creep of the series, maybe. I, I really like I really like Kennedy as Creep of the Week here because he's so calculated. He's so disgusting. He actually makes me want to vomit. There's one reason why <laughs> Kennedy... Does he not make you want to vomit? There's no. one reason why Kennedy wins Creep of the Week. He doesn't drink. He doesn't drink. That's, that's Creep go. of the Week. Never tr- as my brother says. Never trust a man who doesn't Never trust a man who doesn't drink by choice. My father-in-law, a man named Kennedy, used to say that, too. Never he's trust like, a man who doesn't drink. If a guy's used to all his chips, then he can't be mad at him. Yeah. <laughs> but if he's if he just decides that he doesn't want to, something's, something's not right. First time I heard your brother say that was in college. I'm like, you're out of control. I'm like, wait a minute. He's right. He's right. He's right. He's right. All right. So creep of the week goes to Kennedy. Creep definitely. of the week, Kennedy, over a over buck by a slim margin, but we'll, we'll go with Kennedy. Um, all right. I will acquiesce. Yeah. Thank you. Next week, um, I'm <laughs> what are we, What do we have coming? Here's what we have coming. I have not know. looked at the uh, the tote boards. Well, we have Margaret yes. back with a vengeance. Yeah, um, Margaret ended the, the show, right? Right. Margaret's Ducky back in Nucky's from a nightmare, life. and all of a sudden, Margaret's sitting there. Which we were waiting for forever because she was out on the island. Well, we knew she was coming back. Yeah, for just sure, didn't know how. Right? As I said in the and we, prediction, Michelle of called season, it with it being they were not too. in fact divorced, so there was always going right. to be some time. Next week, the episode is called Quanto, mm. and Quanto, C U A N T O, and it's directed by Spanish. Jake Paltrow. I saw that. Gwyneth, That's Gwyneth Paltrow's brother, and we are at huh. the halfway point when we I get know, through this after season this show, or through this through this be, episode. It'll be the halfway so. Point. We're kind of reaching a point where we're going to have to start. We've 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 established some ground for the first half. Quanto. We're going to have to start getting to a wrap point, right? So we're I have a feeling the, down, the downward slide. We're on the downward slide coming quick, and it's going to be bloody. Yeah, always. it's going to be messy, always. and we're going to get. Here's what I predict in the next two episodes. Ooh, two episodes. Okay, the next two, we are going to get a healthy dose of Capone. I'm saying Capone owns the entire next episode. He's all over. I wouldn't be surprised if he entires if he owns Me? the entire. I was like, not every scene, but he'll be the big. To emerge as a major. Big well, major here's thing. the thing, though the Benny Siegel and lucky, the Benny Siegel and Lucky Luciano thing is starting to come to a head with the Narcisse play, right? Right. So they go and they shoot up the Harlem thing. Maybe that's how they. That's going to be a, definitely going to be a side story, but I think Capone emerges in the next episode. Capone's got to step up and go crazy, as Capone does. Does. Um, we've got to – I'm thinking sooner than later, you're going to see Lucky and Bubsy kill Ma, Ma, Maranzano. Maranzano. So, so that, that they <laughs> Not can – Not Maserati. So that, so that Maserati. they can be Maseria. the, the driving force of that family and then go after Narcisse. Which we know that they will be because we already. But know I think that. it's got to happen like next episode. So there's enough time for them for them to establish themselves instead of being under the guise of Maranzano. Well, and he's older and dirt anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. He's oh, there. I cannot wait for Sunday. All right, and we think next episode we will have a special guest. Let's not jump the gun on this, but uh, if we do, it'll be great. It'll be 
hopefully four of us. Um, and uh, that'll be episode four. So Yes, we should have some interesting dialogue on that one. Yeah, I can't Signing wait. Signing off. That'll be fun. Yeah, so we'll be good. Cheers. Right. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Boardwalk Breakdown. Follow us on Twitter at Boardwalk Breakdown.